0: Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Angeles. Today we're discussing how Lily James transformed into Pamela Anderson for Hulu's Pam & Tommy, the Make It Black initiative many of your favorite brands are a part of, and why tanning nasal sprays are actually worse than they sound.
1: And I will be detailing a brow product that is currently on my face that is going to give you lifted, full, laminated brows. Without a facelift. Without any threads, without a facelift.
0: Welcome, Glamjolinos.
1: We Ooh. hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Should we talk about this family drama that we're watching unfold in
0: real time? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I empathize with Kimberly. I know. Because whether or not you like the Kardashians... I think, like, people, because of Kim and her reality TV ties and maybe even, like, her body and all of that stuff, obviously, like, the former sex tape, people, I think, just have this idea of her.
1: Yeah, like, she's not a real person or something.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be 100 with you. Some of these things where y'all are talking about blind items and all this other stuff, it's a reach. Like, if you are using Crazy Days and Nights as your... (laughs) like source you have bigger problems oh my god what is that crazy days and nights is a completely insane blind item website and it's basically fan fiction like when they do get something right it's because they have made up so much stuff that like finally something strikes
1: (laughs) how weird
0: yeah it's it's actually bizarre is it moderated no it's some random dude it's a whole thing it's a whole thing do i enjoy reading blind items and guessing yeah because it's like kind of like a game and it's fun like Dumois stuff yes oh my god i have muted Dumois. this yeah. is becoming literally a forum for publicists to post whatever the hell they want to get their clients narrative changed or whatever but this is what i have to say about kimberly y'all know that i am a fan so perhaps i am biased but She's always been really respectful of other people. People have like called her out, called her names. I know that there was like the Taylor Swift situation at one point, but even then it wasn't that bad. She wasn't inserting herself into drama where she wasn't needed. And typically she does not comment on anything. But if you haven't seen, Kanye is clearly going through something. And I also want to say having a mental illness does not entitle you to be an asshole And this guy in one breath is saying that he wants to repair his relationship and his marriage and get the family back together and then is literally having his girlfriend post blogs and buying her and all her friends Birkins or whatever. It's wild times. It's actually wild times. and. As much as everyone wants to say that the Kardashians have a very controlled narrative in the media and that they probably are spreading things about Kanye and whatever, and I do not know if that's true or not, Kanye is also extremely calculated. This man loves attention. He is the guy who claims to be you know, a man of God, wanting to start churches, and then having people like Marilyn Manson be a part of his, you know what I mean? Like it's stuff that just does not compute for Mm -hmm. me. And I'm like, it doesn't add up to the facade that you're trying to put out there. Anyways, I digress. Also, can't you guys take this offline? And I know that it's not
1: Kimberly and she had to publicly respond because she had to. But like this man is continually just (laughs) posting things on his Instagram, like posts and Instagram stories. It's like, come on, like we are all adults here. He's
0: so mad. He's so mad.
1: Again, like we're just looking in and I am too a fan of Kim's and I have a lot of respect for her, but someone needs to go check on Kanye.
0: Also think this. I feel like there are people that are going, dude, what are you doing? But he is all ego, right? He's not listening to anyone. He thinks he is a genius. And for a lot of people, he is a genius. And I do think he's a very gifted, talented man. But the way that he's behaving, I mean, his children are going to get old enough to see how he's treating their mother and how he's trying to paint this narrative of her That whole thing when he couldn't get to Chicago's birthday party, apparently, like, he wasn't even supposed to be in town. They had a whole other setup for him to be with the kids for her birthday. They thought it was fine. And then he gets in town and decides he wants to show up. He's like, I don't even know where the party is. Sir, it was at Kylie's fucking house. Like, get a grip. You could literally drive your ass over there. Yeah, and then he's, like, filming himself calling the nanny. It's just, like, so much. And he hates Tracy Romulus, who is Kim's publicist. And I'm like, leave Tracy out of this. Yeah, you're, like, calling Tracy out. He's like, Tracy Romulus, (laughs) get out of Kim's ear. I'm like, "Uh, Tracy Romulus actually seems to have, like, a brain cell and is trying to help. Like, you are literally making things worse. You know, um, one thing that people were saying is, you know, it was out of line for Kim to be, like, your third attorney. Oh, yeah. To that I say, first and foremost, he's the one that lit the match. Because he was like, this is only my first divorce. So, okay. But... Someone else who is a lawyer on Twitter, it's like so funny. It's like I'm using sources from Twitter, but I'm like, no, they are a lawyer. They're an attorney. They were like, well, it's actually like good legal ease to mention that he's on his third attorney because it kind of publicly shows that if you wanted to handle this, you could. But like the communication isn't there because literally you're changing attorneys so much. The whole thing is why make this play out publicly? Like Kim, why not privately try to get in touch with him? And I think she's trying to say, I have done literally everything possible. And this man continues to terrorize me on the Internet for letting my daughter have a supervised TikTok. Do I think the kids like Penelope and North are too young to be on TikTok? Yeah. I do. I think it's weird, but it's clearly under adult supervision. And like, this is just like, Zoe's going to get to an age where she's going to want to be on whatever social media platform. And you're going to have to figure out a way as a mother to allow her to be creatively expressive. And then also like not feel left out. And
1: monitored. You know, like all of her, exactly. All of their friends have one. And I'm sure that Kimberly is monitoring as best as she can. And if not her the nanny, and, like, all of the people in the family who can help. Like, it's not like North is
0: just, like, unattended. You know what I mean? I mean, lest we forget that Kanye literally, without Kim's consent, brought up that she was considering abortion at one point. Why did he do that? Because he was running for president, and he did it for his own material gain. She had no say-so in that. That was something that was private and personal to her. And now her daughter is going to have to read that. And I'm sure that Kim did not want anybody totally. knowing that let alone her kids finding that out without you know being able to tell. You know what I mean? That's the thing that always gets me. Like People are like, Kim is so contrived. Kim is so this. I don't know. Maybe I'm naive. But regardless of what's happening, he's acting like an asshole. Get off fucking Instagram. Like too long. Didn't listen. Stop being a dick, man. This is also like I feel like not helping his case if They end up
1: having to like fight for custody.
0: Oh, he was big mad when she was like, I'm the primary caregiver. He's like primary caregiver. I'm like, sir, you literally moved to Montana at one point. Like that was like the breaking point in your marriage that you straight up moved to another state. And Kim's like, we cannot. (laughs) How do I stay married to a man that lives in another state? That's just not how it works. Oh,
1: wow. Wow. I hope everyone has been following along. Otherwise, I mean, maybe you learned from this little rant
0: of ours. I love this podcast because we can talk through this together. And you and I see eye to eye on basically everything. I just have been seeing people who are so far up Kanye's butt. Point blank, he's in the wrong here. Like it doesn't even. Sure. Does he have a point? He doesn't want north on TikTok. Okay, but like you can't cast stones when you live in a glass house man like there's a lot of things that you should not be doing right now like he's the one making this public and then turns around and is like I really want my wife back Kimberly please somebody somebody that loves Kanye take his phone away take Instagram off of his phone that's all I'm asking okay and rant slash rant that's what you would uh put on Twitter slash rant In happier news, let's talk about something that's on my face. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. And I'm like low key gel that you're talking about it because I wanted to talk about it. It's, It's great. I figured that this could be like a double wife situation anyways.
1: It's a good one. So I am talking about Anastasia Beverly Hills's brow freeze. We're late to the game, honestly. You've seen it all over the TikToks, all over the Instagram. We're late. There's a lot of brow (laughs) products, all right? And only two brows. And I don't like to waste the brow products because they get old and stiff. So, you know, but it was time for us to try it. And the youths got it right. This product is really, really good. Okay. So what is the Brow Freeze? It is a brow wax that is going to give you, like I said in the intro, that lifted, full, laminated brow, that feathered look. It comes in a little jar. And honestly, I feel like this is going to last me for years. Like it's going to be super expired and I'm still going to be using it. There's just so much product, (laughs) especially for me, because I feel like I don't have super thick brow hairs, so little goes a long way. It comes with this nice little double-ended tool. On one end, it has a spoolie and the other, this little spatula. Genius. It's genius. Genius. Like, I never thought about this little spatula end, but, like, so smart. Um, So I'll tell you how I use it. I personally like to fill in my brows first. So I will either use a brow pencil or a pomade or a powder. And then I will go in, I'll scoop a little bit out. And then I'll like brush it out with the spoolie end on the like cap of the jar, brush it through, mm. brush my brow hairs up and like kind of set it where I want. And then I'll use a spatula to sort of laminate or set it. Flatten it out. Mm. And that's like how I've been doing it. I've been watching a lot of the tutorials on Anastasia's Instagram and like what the other kids are doing. You can use it however you want. There's a lot of people who use the brow freeze first, then they'll go in with a brow pencil to fill in the sparse areas. Because this is also really good if you just want to, like, use it on your brow hairs as is and, like, for that, like, natural laminated look. And then you just go in a little bit with your pencil or your powder or whatever. But either way, however you use it, this is going like, to make your brows set, like, in place all day long. Like, it is truly going to freeze. But not in a bad way. Like... It's never hard, and I did read some reviews where people are like, oh, it's like sometimes it's flaky or I feel like it's too sticky, but I mean, like, it's supposed to be, like, tacky, but... You just need to brush out the excess gel. Like don't leave it on your brows. Obviously, like anything you put in your brows or if you put too much of it, it's going to flake. So you just really have to use the other end. Well, your spoolie to brush it out and then the other spatula end to brush out the excess. But I feel like, yeah, it really is going to set your brows in place all day long. Your brows are going to look amazing
0: and you just don't have to worry about it. It is so good. It is actually really satisfying to use because... You can't see it when you open it. It's clear. There's no tint to it. So you're like, wait a minute. And then you take your little spatula. Yes, share. So how I do it, because Sarah and I both got reached out to by the brand. And I've, I've used like, you know, brow whiz and all that good stuff from the brand. So it's not like my first introduction, but I was like, I'd really like to try the brow freeze. So when they sent it, it was the first thing I tried. I took the spatula and I actually do it similar to how you would do special effects makeup, or if you were trying to block out your brows where, yep, Sarah's demoing right now, but you take the gel and you use the spatula and you start to swipe it in upward motions with the spatula along your brow. And then I take the spoolie and I brush it up. And that is going to give that lift and that height. If you really want like a super, super feathery brow for me, I actually have, um, a lot of coarse brow hairs. So I, depending on how my brows are shaped with product, they can look sparse or they can look really, really full. When I use this and I brush them upwards with the spatula first, I then can see, oh, this is where a hole is. So I don't even have to fill in my entire brow, which is one thing I think really makes me gravitate towards this product. And so once I do that, I'll let it set. And then I go in with my pen or pencil. I'm alternating between Refi Benefit and the Anastasia brow pen, which I think is incredible, but it's like a lot of products. You have to kind of be careful with it. And I'll go in and I'll just fill in the bald spots at the front and the tail end of my brow. So there's so many different ways to use it. It just kind of depends on your brow type and what look you're going for. Yeah.
1: I also saw some tutorials where people use it by um, brushing the wax down first and then up. Yeah. There's just so many ways to do it, but I feel like it is very much like One size fits all, no matter like how coarse or fine your eyebrow hairs are, how like laminated you want it to look, or maybe you even just want to like set your brow. It's just, it's a really good product.
0: Because it's more of a putty texture as well, it's not like a gel. It gives you more grip too. So if you feel like maybe your brows are stubborn and you really don't ever get that height or lift and you don't want it to feel crunchy or anything like that, Highly recommend it. Sarah, how much is it? It is $23. And then do we know how much the spatula is? It
1: is $17. One thing you have to definitely do is clean the spoolie after each use because the uh, wax is going to get all crusty. Okay. Honestly, worth it. 100% worth it. You actually need it. But it's a great investment. Both approved. A double wife.
0: (laughs) Lots and lots of beauty news. Sarah, do you know that this first headline is my most viewed video on TikTok? Well, I don't know if it's because of all the
1: people fighting in your comment section. I did not anticipate what was about to go down with this video. This show is, they're going to win some awards. So we're talking about Pam and Tommy, the new show on Hulu. And we're going to talk about how they transformed Lily James and Sebastian Stan into Pam and Tommy. And like, it just, when the fir- when the photos first came out, I remember I was like, holy crap, that is not Lily James.
0: It does not look like Lily James. And obviously there was some very impressive special effects makeup work happening here on TikTok. The fighting is, has commenced in the comments, but also people are like, holy shit, this does not look anything like her. So every day- Lily James would transform into Pamela. It would take four hours to do so. She wore a prosthetic forehead that widened the length from the top of her head to her eyebrows. She bleached her eyebrows blonde so that they wouldn't show through as prominently underneath anything. And then she had eyebrow wigs as well. To create those 90s brows. I feel like a lot of people probably assumed it was a brow pencil and it was kind of a brow pencil but mostly these brow wigs. And I think the most interesting part of it is that they had to use between like 40 and 50 of all of these prosthetics like for the entire shoot because... With special effects make it you can't reuse these prosthetic foreheads. You have to get a new one every time. That's expensive. You know what's even more expensive? The prosthetic boob plate that she had to wear. It was like four pounds of boob. You have been watching the show, right? So I watched it. It is uncanny and undetectable. I mean, I don't know if there was some CGI work. It wasn't like four pounds? Yes. Insane. So four pounds and it is a silicone breast plate with gel breasts. And the special effects designer said that this particular breast plate, because of what it's made of, it mimics skin and catches light like skin, which is why it looks so real. And they had to use 40 and 50 of those as well. And so one of the comments on TikTok is, why not just hire an actor that looks like Pamela Anderson? And it's not just looking like a person. You don't just get hired because you look like a person. Like you have to have the <laughs> acting chops and people are like, Margot Robbie was right there. I, I I hate to tell y'all, Margot Robbie did not want this job and she probably didn't audition for it. She's already done her Wolf of Wall Street, Pamela Anderson impression. Lily James clearly was the best person for the job. Hence why they went through all of this effort to make her look like her. And I was watching it going How is this not Pamela Anderson? Yeah, that's a thing. And so the interview that
1: Marie Lodi did for Finder 29 she spoke to Barry Limo, who's the hair department head, and David Williams, who's the makeup department head. They just were in awe of their own mastery, (laughs) you know, they're like, I can't believe that that's not Pam Anderson. I would be too. Yeah. And then in an interview that Lily James did with I think it was Porter magazine, she was saying how like sad she was when she had to take it off. Because it was like, I mean, I would feel the same way you get to like, pretend and be this like, icon and then you have to strip it all off not that i mean lily james is beautiful obviously but it's just like you have completely transformed into like a superhero essentially you know
0: i would love to do a story about the psychology of special effects makeup because i i didn't see that interview with lily but it makes sense i wonder if that affects your psyche at all when you see yourself with the boobs and the face and the whole and you're just this blonde bombshell and lily james is a beautiful woman but pam anderson is an icon right so i wonder if they provided any like mental health resources or like a therapist because like that's a lot and not to mention four hours a day for hair and makeup and then afterwards the removal process isn't just like rip it off and go like it's you have to be so careful with the skin it's probably an hour or two to get the whole thing removed. I wanted to also note that she had incredible dentures that she wore. So to give her those like mm-hmm. that cap tooth perfect smile like Pam's. She wore these dentures. And then because of them, they they were super thin. But they did help her lip to protrude a little bit. So I feel like all of it together really just. And her her accent. That would be a really interesting read. It would. Tommy Lee. So I will admit, Sebastian Stan, I was like, this feels like Sebastian Stan and, and like cosplay for Tommy. Like, like it doesn't. Well, it's just like the attention
1: that they gave to Lily James's character and Pam. Like, they were like, sorry, we
0: can't give the same energy to you. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, sorry, the budget's not the same here. However, I will say, you know, because a lot of people are commenting on that. Sebastian Stan embodies Tommy Lee so so well like you actually hate him the first two I've only seen the first two the first two episodes and it's not lost on us y'all that like this whole show is based on a crime that was committed against the will of you know Pam and Tommy like Pam never gave her consent for this video to be taken and released and obviously they didn't get her blessing to do this either so we're like completely aware of the moral implications we really do just want to highlight the artistry of it all, because it really is incredible makeup work. They're going to win Emmys and every like every award possible.
1: And let's just quickly touch on Tommy Lee Sebastian Sand's animatronic penis.
0: <laughs> you didn't finish the second episode? No, I haven't finished it yet. I'm only halfway
1: through. So I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'm just going to say the budget for the special effects for this show. <laughs> I want to know what it was because it was a lot. But they had fun with it, you know? The show is raunchy. It's very much like, you know, I wouldn't watch
0: it with your mother. There's a lot of sex for Hulu. Do you think, though, that it will highlight Pamela? Even though Pamela has not given her blessing, do you think it's going to highlight it similar to, and I know this is not a docu-series, okay, I know it's like a comedic series that's being made against their will, but like the Monica Lewinsky thing, or even like the Britney Spears documentary, like seeing how the media treated Britney, you know, the opening of Pam and Tommy, it's this guy playing Jay Leno, and Jay Leno is talking to Pamela Anderson about her sex tape as casually as you would ask somebody about, like, where they're from. Like, he doesn't even seem to comprehend that, like, this is a freaking crime. And she was pregnant with
1: child, like, during that interview, um, which just, yeah, I mean, so much has changed and I f- it makes you definitely feel for Pamela, but I think it has to, like, it definitely has to tell the story from her side. Because it's frickin' 2022. (laughs) It was last year or two years ago where she posted on Instagram that she was, like, no longer posting on Instagram any longer. She was, like, done with social media. Like, she very much wants to exit the limelight. So I'm sure that this is, like you said, Kirby, like, just, like, bringing back memories and
0: attention that is unwanted. But I hope it does give her justice. I hope it, it helps in some way people to empathize with her and understand. Because I know a lot of people thought that they sold that sex tape for their own material gain. And that's not how... They did reach a settlement. At that point, the video had been published so many times that there was like no way they were able to get it off of the internets or whatever. But you know what I found interesting? I was reading this interview. I say read, but it was really a thread on, on Twitter from a writer for the LA Times, who interviewed Lily James, the journalist asked Lily if she watched the sex tape. And Lily was like, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. But it's like something that, you know, brought so much harm to these people's lives. And so I'm like, ooh, this is actually a really, the whole conversation around it, I think is super interesting. Because it's like, as an actor, embodying are, did, did you watch it? It's also um, a conversation of, you know, how could this get made without Pamela's permission? And I know a lot of people listening to this know. But in case you don't, this limited series was based off of a 2014 Rolling Stone article, not a memoir or biography of Pam or Tommy. And also, it was a very public court case because it was a crime. Morally, does it suck? Yes, yes technically nobody has to give permission for stuff like this. So that's how this is made. Anyways. It also
1: paints Seth Rogan's character in a in a really like positive light so far.
0: Oh uh, well, because you hate Tommy. Yeah, because
1: everyone just hates Tommy.
0: Because Tommy sucks. But then Seth Rogan's character who stole the tape. I get stealing the safe on I would steal the safe. Fuck it. I'd steal the safe. But the actions that he took after. Yeah, I would not be selling a sex tape against somebody's wish. Like, without their knowledge. Are you kidding me? I would never sell a sex tape. Like, what? Anyways, Anyways, let us know if you're watching. It makes me want to get a freaking prosthetic forehead.
1: We've got some Sharon Shooter news, which everyone knows here we are big fans of Sharon. We are. So, okay. So in February, 2021, Sharon and her nonprofit organization, Pull Up for Change, were able to raise over $400,000 to support eight emerging Black business founders at the Essence Festival of Culture. This was for the Make It Black campaign. Because she's amazing, she is bringing it back for Black History Month this year And it's even bigger than before. So not only is, you know, Umma Beauty involved, but there are eight beauty brands that are now part of this Make It Black initiative, which just launched on February 3rd. So it's Umma, Elf Cosmetics, MAC Cosmetics, Mented, Morphe, Flower Beauty, Ulta Beauty, and Ipsy BoxyCharm, which I didn't know was the same thing. Is that the same thing?
0: Maybe they acquired one another. Makes sense. This is great. So, what you're going to see is these brands will have like limited edition products that are branded with Make It Black. And I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but you know, one of the things that Sharon's been really vocal about is like how black in the dictionary has just a straight up negative connotation. It's like dark. Like, I can't remember some of the other adjectives. The other synonyms, I think, was, like, not, like, violent, but,
1: like, all just, like, like um, dangerous.
0: Yes. Okay, hold on. Let's just look it up. Black dictionary. Okay, it says, of the very darkest color owing to the absence of or complete absorption of light, the opposite of white. Yeah, it even says, like, dirty, grime, soil. Like, just, it, they all have negative... Connotations. Like, I'm not looking at one word on here that's like positive in any way. And Sharon's like, F that. If if the dictionary describes black as this, like, why can't we change the narrative around it? And so, you know, you think of black, and Sharon's like, you think of, you know, little black dress. You think of classic or formal. You think of bold. You think of things like that. And so that's like a big part of the messaging with this, which I really appreciate. Like, Changing the definition and changing how people describe something or see something is the first step in making major change. Yes. And so Sharon
1: herself started a petition to get the Oxford English Dictionary and Merriam Webster to update their definitions. It has over 6,200 signatures and counting, but They actually still haven't heard back, which is so crazy, but that has not stopped Sharon. She's continuing to petition.
0: You absolutely need to petition this. Like it's 2022 now. And sure, maybe at the time when these things were decided, it wasn't something people even thought of, but now it's time to kind of, we're rewriting the narrative around here. So like we said, huge fans of Sharon Shooter, you can help with this make it black initiative and fund by purchasing products from any of these eight brands and help support more black leaders in the beauty community and more black flourishing within the beauty community. That's really important too. Oh my God. When I started to see this, I
1: like immediately was like, I can't wait for Kirby steak because I need to know.
0: And news that's absolutely shocking. You should not be inhaling anything up your nose in the name of tanning. Yeah, so TikTok, I love TikTok, I hate TikTok, I love it. I saw this post, and it was a girl who was like, you know, who doesn't have to scrub their self-tanner off on Thursdays, (laughs) like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? So it it was basically promoting this product, and they call them, there's a specific brand I'm thinking, but legally, I'm not going to say what brand that was, and these, they're promoting a spray that you literally inhale up your nose like Flonase. And what it does is it increases your melanin production. And the whole thing is that they're trying to sell this to people saying, you can have like almost a semi-permanent tan that fades naturally, that doesn't require scrubbing once a week if you inhale the this tanning nasal spray.
1: Anything that you have to inhale, wouldn't that cause any sort of
0: pause? And you're like, wait a second. Is this – this seems dangerous. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. So I go to this website, which was basically just like a glorified Instagram highlight. Like you go to the FAQs and it's literally like Instagram stories. Like no. I look at the ingredients list. Only four things are listed. It's like very clearly like not a legit website, and they're ca- they're calling themselves you know the like longtime tanning veterans. And the whole point of these drops though is that they don't work unless you get sun exposure. Like you have to be in the sun to get the tan. It doesn't just magically turn your skin like fair to tan. And they're saying you know even the fairest of skin tones can get tan with these drops, which may be true because it's increasing your melanin production. But like anybody with half a brain cell will tell you if your part of it is going and laying in the sun to get tan, that's a problem because it's like you are at risk for melanoma, UV damage of any kind. So I like pitch this to our good friend Kara at Allure. I'm like, this is actually insane. And the brand blocked me on Twitter. I mean, on TikTok because I did a video reaction to it and they're like block. Smart move, blocking a beauty editor. Yeah. I'm like, good job. Good job. So I'm like, can we look into this? And she's like, yes. And admittedly it was dicey. And there, and one of the reasons why is because I went to four really incredible sources to get, you know, quotes and more information. And for instance, Dr. Sam was a a source that I quoted. And when I first asked her, usually I can say, Hey, I'm going to send you questions and she'll have them to me in 24 hours. She like actually wrote me back. She's like, Kirby, I, I need way more time on this because I'm just actually not even familiar with this ingredient that they're promoting. Like one of their ingredients is just not something that's prevalently used. And I need to kind of dive into like why that is. And I'm like, okay, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. We need to like actually back up here then. Because if Dr. Samuelitis and like another dermatologist I consulted – are saying the same thing, then clearly there's like more to it. And there was just like a lot, there's not a lot out there. There's not a lot of information about um, one of the ingredients, which is the dihydroxy methylchromal palmitate. So this is a self tanning ingredient that increases melanin production within the skin. But First of all, there, it's not approved to be used up the nose. Like anything that you inhale, it has to be approved by the FDA to inhale because it's classified as a drug. So the topical self tanner typically is DHA or dihydroxyacetone, but they're different ingredients. And so that's why at first I was like, I kept going back to Krupa, who is one of the cosmetic chemists. I'm like, Krupa, I like. We, I interviewed her, and then I kept re- responding and responding the email. And I'm like, "Can we get on a phone call?" And I'm like, "You need to explain this to me. Like, what the hell is this dihydroxy methyl chromol palmitate?" And she's like, "Okay, it's not the same as DHA." And this whole time, I'm thinking like, "Oh, if it's like DHA, that's the you know thing that actually tans the skin and makes it bronze in your self tanning mousses, and they want people to inhale that like up their nose." What? She's like, "Yes and no. It's it's, it's like." They're cousins kind of like it's actually used in tanning and this is going to get confusing tanning solutions, meaning like when you would go to a tanning salon and buy a tanning lotion, you know, they're like, put this on your skin so that you tan faster. Like that was part of it. Some people are charging $200 for them and I'm looking on the website and like, there's no proof that this actually works for anybody. So then who was like, let's try to inhale this? (laughs) You can, you can inhale this and it could potentially increase your melanin production, but it doesn't guarantee that if you go into the sun that you're going to tan quickly and be darker than you were 10 minutes ago. The other part of this dihydroxymethylchromal palmitate is that it takes 10 days to work while DHA is instant. That's why you see it in a lot of like tanning solutions. So like that's like a main differentiator between those. So are people starting to sniff... DHA now too? Well, that's the concern, right? Like people are going to see these drops and they're like, well, maybe I should inhale my San tanning mousse. Like, is it the same thing? It's They're definitely not the same thing. They're completely different. My editor Taylor was like, can we just make it very clear at the end that like this is not recommended? And I'm like, I- it's so sad that we have to go to these links because it should be very clear. <laughs> but the verdict is... Anything that isn't FDA approved does not come recommended by any expert to be inhaled up your nose. Laying out in the sun for any amount of time puts you at risk for melanoma. For instance, Krupa was like, um, by the way, like some of these ingredient listings, like I don't see a, a preservative. In here, like you have no access to a preservative. Do we ha- do they have one? Maybe I don't know, but they're not listing it on their website. Like some of these nasal sprays, you go to their website and they don't even have the ingredients listed anywhere. And the the product that it comes in, it's like so generic. It just looks like a little nasal spray bottle, and then they're paying two hundred dollars for like the the quadruple amount of melanase or whatever. It's wild. I'm s- I'm so scared for all these young people. I was talking to um, somebody on DM on Instagram, and they were like, did y'all have those injections in the US where you could like inject yourself to get tan? And I was like, no, I did read about this, though, when I was writing this story. So like that was like a whole drama over, I believe, in the UK, where there were like these tanning injections that you could get. And finally, the government over there had to be like, yeah, we're it's a no for me, dog. You guys... Take it from Kirby because I don't use them, but there are many incredible
1: products that you can use to help you get tan that do not involve you, one, laying out and two, inhaling something that you have no idea what it is.
0: Exactly. And trust me, if there was something that you could take orally to get yourself to like a beautiful bronze, I would be all over that shit. But like there's not at this point. Unless uh, there are some oral supplements, but I'm not going we're not going there. We're not. We're not going down that road, family. We're not. (laughs) Wait, can we actually, though, like I want to thank the Allure team for this headline because it's like, come on now. Oh, my God. Wait. And the way they filed it. Okay. so they filed it under hard pass. (laughs) Surprise. The tanning nasal sprays going viral on TikTok are not safe. How can you be clearer than that? Exactly. Chef's kiss. All
1: right. That was it. Thank you everyone for
0: listening. We will be back Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Find every product we recommend on our
1: website, LosAngelesPod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan. That's
0: S-A-R-A-T-A-N on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group.